Hello, and welcome to Jade's Voice. I'm your host, Jade. Um, it's Sunday. It's Sunday morning, my way. About 5.49 a.m. All of the children are sleeping. I am up, and I am thankful, and I am grateful for life. I am thankful and grateful for the people that the Most High placed in my life. Even at a young age, that were examples of strong, beautiful, loving, kind people who went out their way to help others. I have a nonprofit foundation, hand to hand life services, and we got granted. Our nonprofit status. Um, I have my 501c3 award letter, and I am ecstatic. And there's one person that I have to have on here, and I've been saying I was going to have her on here for almost two years. And the reason I did not have her on here is because I wasn't ready yet as a woman I wasn't ready yet as a podcast host I just was not ready and I wanted to be able to make her proud I started going to this wonderful beautiful person at a young age to get my hair done she's my hairdresser um, I started going to her when I was in high school I stayed with her through adulthood and three children before I moved, you know, and left the state uh, where I was living and where I was born from, born at. Um, me and their father had fell on hard times a little bit. Um, he wasn't getting as much work as he usually did. And I was pregnant, high risk. I couldn't, you know, make money. And she had started a food pantry. In the name of a woman who was a shining light in her life. She did it in her honor. And that food pantry is still going to this day. And I'm emotional. I know you can hear it in my voice. Um, She's been doing it over 20-something years. Feeding the community. Clothing them. Shoes. Helping them with utility bills, rent. And it was very difficult for a while. It was so hard to get help. I'm from Miami, Florida, I'll tell you. And the name of the charity is Curly's House. The person I'm speaking about, her name was Laverne. And she is awesome sauce. I had to message her and let her know that I did receive my letter and and I told her how her love and her light affected me and my life to want to help other people when I got in a position to do so. It has been a long road coming to this. And 
We still have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of good programs that I'm going to implement. I already have my website up and running. Um, I have the template for everything that's that's happening. We're offering virtual classes to help people with education as far as um, ways to get a job, um, even teaching them how to be self-sufficient in growing food and different things. It's just a lot of stuff that we're offering that's not typical of the food bank scene. Um, some things are, but I can't wait. I am so excited. My year has started off wonderfully and it's just getting better and better and better and it's going to keep getting better. Everything that I've said has started to come into fruition. I have been manifesting me and my children's destiny. If you go back and listen to some from last year, you'll hear me say that I am a single mother. I have a lot of children. Their father is deceased, blah, blah, blah. You know, we still get public assistance, um, certain things, you know, in life. And that this year we're going to have so much income coming in until we're not going to qualify for public assistance. Um, And we won't need it. And that will be one of the happiest days of my life when I will no longer need any public assistance to help with anything. Um, (laughs) The first one has come true. (laughs) We stopped being eligible for food stamps. And the rest will be true because February 28th, 2022, some wonderful things will happen for this family and we will no longer qualify for any public assistance. (laughs) Nothing, not medical help, nothing. And that's about all we're getting right now from them. Um, But uh, I am happy. And, you know, the next step is to move into a larger home and things of that nature. You know, I, I already have my house picked. It's mine. I know it's mine. It's been waiting for me. And it has not gone anywhere because it's not going anywhere. Okay? It is mine. It's about 5.5 acres, extremely large home, and it is ours. Now that land, we're going to do some great stuff. Some wonderful, wonderful things. I mean, growing food so we can give to families, um, fresh fruit and vegetables are lacking in a lot of diets and a lot of people because they look at what they can afford to feed their families. Fresh foods are rare and scarce when it comes to people thinking if I buy this fresh fruit and vegetables I'm going to be over my budget. But if I get this, some fruit in a can, it'll be cheaper and I can get more stuff for my kids to have. Be honest. And the little fruit cups and stuff. Now they have some really good fruit snacks. Um, they have the um, the Dole, you know, uh, fruit and water or natural fruit juice or something like that. Not in the heavy, you know, syrups and stuff. They have improved on those, but there's nothing like 
opening a fresh orange, uh, rinsing and cleaning strawberries and grapes and things of that nature. The non-GMO ones are the better ones, of course. And the thing is, what a lot of people don't know is if it's not labeled non-GMO, there's a good chance it is GMO. So, <laughs> I learned that a long time ago. Um, they don't have to tell you that it's genetically modified. They don't have to tell you that it's cloned meat. But the people who are not in that line of food distribution will say non-GMO. They will also say they don't use pesticides. They will also tell you, you know, the different things that they do not do so you don't run into that issue with ingesting that type of stuff. So that is going to be one of my key roles and goals to have certified organic non-GMO produce um, to provide for my local community. Um, families will get, the ones who qualify will get it free and others will pay pennies on a dollar to get fresh produce because I don't need to do the markup, right? I don't have to worry about paying all of these supply people all these changes of commands to get it to the grocery store. So I don't have to worry about my prices of stuff being so unaffordable so families have to decide if they can get what they need. And also, with this program I'm going to implement, I really don't want to involve the government and what I'm going to do with that part. I just want it to be where families can just come up and say, hey, this is my situation. This is what I'm doing. Okay. And we'll tell them, okay, well, how many people in your household? You qualify for this many pounds of fresh fruit and vegetables at this price. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And let them know they're not all going to be beautiful. They are going to be grown naturally, organically, and with love, care, and a bunch of sunshine. You know, it's up to them if they choose to take the produce. And we've been, people who've never eaten from a garden or a local farm, they don't understand that. All of the fruit and vegetables that they see in the store are picked because they're pretty and beautiful, right? So they can sell, so they can be appealing to the eye. And a lot of food is wasted because it doesn't meet that criteria. Say you have a tomato that doesn't grow perfectly looking, but it's nothing wrong with it. It's edible, it's delicious, it's juicy. Probably one of the best tasting tomatoes you ever want to see. Heirloom tomatoes are actually better for you than the new variety of tomatoes they have in the store. Heirloom tomatoes have more vitamins, minerals. They're tastier. 
Um, they can be used in more types of dishes and I would rather have an heirloom tomato. They're not as pretty. They grow bulky. They have lumps and knots on them, but the flavor of them are, are absolutely unmatched. I mean, I, I remember saying to someone that when I was younger, I used to be able to take a tomato and sprinkle a tiny bit of salt and pepper and eat it like an apple. And it will be the best thing you ever had versus the tasteless mass-produced tomatoes you have today. I wouldn't do it. I would go to someone's farm. I would purchase heirloom tomatoes, clean them thoroughly, slice them, salt, pepper, simple, or just some sea salt. Just to heighten the flavor, not too much, not to make it salty. Delicious. I grew up eating pickled vegetables and fruits for snacks as a kid. The climate in Miami, it was certain foods that we ate and it kept us healthy from getting sick from the heat. And our weight stayed down. When we strayed away from, those of us who strayed away from out the way we ate growing up, moved away from where we're from, a lot of us have gained a lot of weight. I'm one of them. Has health issues that they wouldn't have had and that we wouldn't have had if we would have stayed where we're supposed to or continue to eat the way we knew to eat. Just because you move and change your environment does not mean you have to dramatically change your diet unless you're living in somewhere where you have to have higher fat foods because of the extreme amount of cold and the lack of those good for you fats and proteins um, that you would need to stay healthy and warm and safe in extreme cold environments. I can understand that. And not even changing it that much for that reason. But today, well yesterday, sorry, my oldest cut up six cucumbers, which went into three Tupperware bowls, about three cup bowls, three cup size bowls, with sea salt sprinkled on top, red wine vinegar, and a little bit of sea salt on top after shaking it up so that the, you know, the salt can work down on the, on the cucumbers and season them through and not to make it over salted, you know, have an issue with blood pressure, da, da, da. I sat there and ate a whole bowl today and they were ice cold and they were so good. And about two and a half, three hours later, I was hungry than I had been in a long time. My appetite is pretty poor, I'll be honest. My body was like, thank you. And today I'm going to pickle some carrots, baby carrots. I'm not even going to slice them. I'm just going to dump them in a bowl with the vinegar and stuff. And that's it. 
I do have pickling salt, but I chose to use iodized sea salt because people don't understand that all of the things that were so natural, right? have been polluted because of pollution you have to get stuff from areas of the world where the pollution has not destroyed a lot of the environments or has not polluted the natural resources of that environment there's a couple places in Mexico and other countries where they're considered a blue zone. They're considered a blue zone because people there live much longer lives. They don't have the health issues that other places face. Generationally and genetically, their children and family are superior to those of us who've been exposed to a lot of processed foods and stuff and it's the food they eat and uh, areas that don't have the pollution that we have I said I was going to have some of that food imported here so I can grow and cultivate it here but I'm going to say the but but the corn and the other that have those health benefits, the blue and the purple and different color corns and, and copper tone corn that we're not used to that hold all those great health benefits and it's so delicious will not be the same grown here in the U.S. because of our high pollution concentration in our ground, in our air, in our water, okay? A lot of celebrities, a lot of millionaires, uh, they have these secrets of where they have different locations of where they receive food from, right? Everyone, oh, that's wasteful. Oh, you have American farmers and they... But they're looking out for their families. They're doing what they know they need to do. It can even reverse disease. Reverse health issues. Things that people thought were permanent. And the damage. When your body can heal itself. If you have the proper nutrition. Proper rest. Proper hydration. And not be all stressed out. My motto in life is. Don't focus on your problems. Okay, you can have 30 bills. You know do. Focus on your solution. Okay, well, I know this money's coming in. Ta -da -da, I'll be okay. I'll have this, this, this. I want to do this. I'm going to bring this much income in, generate the income. Speak the wealth, the life, the happiness, the joy into your life. My son, I love him. Seven, he's going to be 17 this year. He's 16. He's like, Mom, I can't even be around you long. Like, you're always so cheerful and happy and trying to make me smile. And 
I can't stare him on because I'll end up smiling. And no, 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 no. I gotta go back in my room with my friends. And you know, I make him feel like a big old kid, which he is. We were here cleaning. He was helping me clean up my room the other night. And I was playing music. And I was like, come on. Come on, dance with your mama. Come on. I was sitting on the bed, moving my shoulders, you know, dancing around. My baby, who's five, my sweet destiny, destiny joy. Well, her name is Destiny Sky, but, you know. She said, come on, son, dance. Come on, dance, dance. Come on, dance, come on. I said, she's not going to stop till you move. Come on, come on, dance, come on. She's like, yeah, come on, dance. Come on, dance with mommy. Come on, dance with me. And it was so hilarious. And he tried to fight it, and he saw the smile about to come on his face. He did a little, little Michael Jackson shoulder neck move roll. And he was like, okay, I did it. Okay, good. She was like, yeah, good job. <laughs> she was like, good job, good job. We're proud of you. You danced with us. And he had to leave out the room. <laughs> he didn't want us to see him smile. He came back a few minutes later. I had to leave. <clears throat> it was too much love being put in his room. I was like, there's always a bunch of love in his room. He was like, I know. That's why I stay out of here. So, even though your teenagers try to rebel your love, give it to them anyway. I say... Love, give love to everyone. Have an open heart, positive vibes. Be a, the person that you would want someone to be to you every day of your life towards everyone else. There was someone in my life that's no longer in my life and I'm grateful they're not in my life. And I'm saddened that I waste a lot of years They were supposed to be a friend. They were never a friend. I was a friend to them. They were a friend of me to me. And more enemy than friend. Trust me. Okay? This person would say, nothing ever worked out for me. Everything ever seemed to work out for you. Just bitter. And I was like, why are you saying that? Stop speaking down on your life. Speak life into your life. You can't just say it. You have to believe it. You have to fill in your heart and in your spirit. And those things will come forth. No matter what religion you believe in, what God, whatever you call your, who you believe to be your creator. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Speak life into your life over your children. Speak goodness and blessings over all of you at all times even when they get on your last nerve look you're smart you can do so much better in school you are going to have a great life but you need to buckle down focus do what you need to do so you can see the bright future that you have ahead of you things of that nature right when your child is misbehaving, don't just, oh, you're, you're being bad. You're, no. I tell my children, do not say that to my child, my toddler. Tell her to behave, to be a good girl. She's a sweet girl, and she has a kind heart, and she needs not to hit and yell and argue 
When she wants something, talk. If you tell us, we can get it. Calm down. It's okay. She's five. She's autistic and she needs that kind of redirection. Now, my name is what it is. My nationality is what it is. And my children tell me I have two parenting modes. One, they consider a Caucasian parent (laughs) or mother. (laughs) And the other, they're running and ducking and saying, Mom, okay, we're sorry. Ah, You know, the traditional African-American mother figure that comedians joke about that will pick something up and they don't understand how I can meet them around the corner and still find find a part of them, (laughs) like a water bottle, a flip-flop, you know, things, (laughs) not a full one, not a full things like that, right? When you have teenagers that try to outrun you because you're having a lot of inflammation in your legs and joints that day, and they're trying to get away from you thinking, ha, 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 mom's in all the pain, guess what? I'm still going to get you before you leave out my door. (laughs) No one. (laughs) And it's funny because growing up, my mother, oh my God, she would pick up any, I mean, anything. You call yourself ready for her? (laughs) You holler and she will aim for places that parents really shouldn't aim for. (laughs) Talk about discipline their children. If you get if you if you were getting a spanking when I was growing up and you hopped around and moved when they were trying to whoop you on your behind, guess what? Wherever the belt or whatever they were using landed, because you were moving is where you got hit. I mean, it was hard growing up as a child in the eighties. Oh my gosh. I'm a seventies baby. Late seventies. I was growing up in the eighties and I was a teenager by the nineties. But I can say my generation, we hustled, still do to this day, not in an illegal sense, but in the sense that a work ethic was instilled in us. And in the sense that, especially if you grew up where I grew up, you had multiple things going on all the time to make sure money came in. Where I lived, it was fun. Like you always, it was always something to do, and you, you know, and not everything needed a, a ton of money. But cheaper things were way cheaper then. So, but still, um, and because of that, to this day. I have five, six things going at a time to make sure everything stays afloat, everything is okay. My stepmom was like, you know, people can say what they want, but you may not be able to get out there and do a nine to five, but you make sure those kids are taken care of. And a lot of times you bring in more than people who go out there every day. I laugh. When she said it, I just cracked up the other day. And I was like, I never thought about that, but yeah, that's true. 
She was like, I'm telling you, I know how to do taxes well. I learned by doing my own taxes. I, every year, do about between five and six people, charge them a couple hundred dollars each. Boom, tax time, I got money coming in. I never charge people a ton of money. You'll never hear somebody say, I had to pay your $500 to do my taxes. Never, 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 never. Of course, if it's more in-depth, if you need me to, um, you know, help you go over your logs and all that kind of stuff, of course it's going to go up. You know, it starts out at 150 and goes up. The max I've ever had anyone pay me was 400 because she wanted to. I don't try to take advantage of people. It doesn't matter if I'm making sure they get a couple of thousand back. Most people depend on those taxes to do things that they normally wouldn't be able to do. And and they have children. Why would you want to take away from someone else's children and their family, you know, being greedy? And a lot of these tax officers and tax preparers, that's what they do. Yeah, I can get you an advance. Yeah, sure. I can get you this, this, this much money back. Okay, what did you do this year? What did you do? And it's things that they didn't even know where they were making money from that they could consider as a source of income. I'm like, hello, how much did you make, woman? That's, you are so proprietor. Like, what are you doing? You are making money. It's yours. It's legal. Like, come on. You know, Sometimes it's like pulling teeth dealing with certain clients, but um, as long as they actually have done the work and, and things, or actually sold the products, or actually help people who got paid for doing it. This one lady, she's been a business consultant for so many years, never ever put a title to it. Have helped so many people, and they've paid her for it. I talked to her, helped her get her EIN number, help her register her business with the state she was living in. She got some business cards and her prices have not changed. She said when she got into it, it was a hobby. It's something she liked doing, helping others. And she's in it to help others, not get rich off them. People like that. It's the little lights in this world that continue to make out the light burn bright. And when I say the light, it is good deeds, loving others, helping them move forward. I'm going to share a personal story of mine um, before we wrap it up. My children, their father and I had separated for a while, right? And at that time, he had a brief relationship with a young lady. A child was created, and... He is gone, but that the lady and the baby are a big part of our lives. Well, she's not a baby. She's like nine now, eight, nine years old. But still, you know. 
I was in a child's life since she was two months old. In the woman's life since the child was two months old. And people don't understand that I'm grateful I was able to be there because that baby needed me and that mother needed me. When people have no clue on what to do and how to do it because no one took the time to show them or help them, only put them down and criticize them when they did things wrong. They need someone to guide them and love them and show them the correct way. Now, never in my life did I think I would ever do anything like that. The baby was innocent, had nothing to do with the parent's decision. And I love children. And because I love that man and we had our at the time only five children. Um, number six hadn't come along, of course. So a couple of years later. Um, at one point we all lived in the same household and I'll share my story no I'm not crazy no I wasn't quote unquote sharing a man I shared a household not for long but I did and she moved to another state with some family members um and we stayed in touch of course helped with the baby I helped more with the baby than he did which was crazy to me and I'm like, this child needs to stop being petty. Like, what is wrong? Like, stop. People are who they are. And you only can be who you are. Um, and to this day, she tell everybody. And I am mommy and my name to the baby. She has two mommies, and that's what she tells everybody. That's what her mommy tells everybody. Her family, at first, was like, are you crazy? Like, what are you talking about? And then when she explained to them what went on and things like that and how I was and what I did and how I still am, they were like, are you kidding me? Really? She's like, Yeah. And at one point in time, they needed assistance with something major. And there was about an $800 bill uh, for me. I say bill for me because it was, you know, it came out of my budget. And I did it. And her mother was like, really? She just paid that, that amount of money? Like, really? She, she just did it out of kindness of her heart. She was like, yeah. 
They're not used to people doing that. And it's a shame that people have been so hurt or mistreated that as soon as someone is doing something nice for someone, they they expect the worst. And I had that from his own mother. And, and instead of saying, I'm so happy my son have a woman in her life that loves her, loves him, sorry, I'm tired, that loves him, care for him, and treats him like this and make him feel the way he feels. Instead, it was, don't let her fool you, she's trying to seduce you. She's up to something, nobody's that nice. Nobody- in the world kind of mother would say that to their child if my son ran across a woman like me I would be so happy I wouldn't know what to do with myself if he had someone that loved him cared for him I mean he was getting his meals cooked brought to him because he was going to work he came home baby get a shower how was your day talk to him while he's in the shower I would sit on the toilet in the bathroom you know when he I would leave out before he was, you know, ready to come out and get his clothes on so I can have his plate and stuff ready and his something to drink and his napkin, his utensils, paper plate, plastic utensils, you know, during the week, you know, on Sunday dinners, he ate on the real plate. <laughs> I'm not even going to run um, because it was late and, you know, by the time, he, you know, me and the kids had already eaten. And everything was already cleaned up. It was just his plate needed to be ready for him and warmed for him so he can eat. He'd come out in the shower, out in the bathroom, whatever. Like going to Rome, put on his pajamas, whatever, whatever short shirt, depending on the time of day it was, evening it was when he got off. And I would bring him his plate, his food, talk to him about his day, rub his shoulders, give him kisses all the time. I did his hair, washed his clothes. You know, we played games together, like card games and video games. And we had been doing that since we were young, dating before we made a family. So we just generally had a good time with each other until... He was getting bad advice from his own mother. It ruined our relationship dynamic. Everyone was saying, get out now. You only have two kids in. Get out now. It's not what you need to be in, Tosh. You're so sweet. You're so loving. You're so kind. Just leave. I didn't listen. And... I love my children. I don't regret them. I do regret the circumstances they were put in because of the mate I chose and the family that he was born into. I'll be honest. That's neither here nor there. I've learned my lesson. And uh, I made my life and my children's life harder than it had to be. But that is over. That has been over for some years now. And we have been living life. Just able to breathe. You know. 
And I tell everybody I miss them. I do. I love them. I miss them. But I don't miss the stress of how this bill and that bill is going to get paid. I don't miss the stress of arguing about him needing to do more as a parent and as a partner. I don't miss having his family input into our relationship and causing issues in a home where there wasn't any when he wasn't talking to them, you know, about anything. So and I I am sad that in death he has provided more for his children than he did in life. Financially that is. I am upset that I have a five-year-old who only had two years with her father. And by the time she gets to a certain age, those memories will be gone. I am thankful that Google photos and videos that I have of her and him, of him, I can go ahead and burn to a disc so she can have it and see it and know she was loved by him and know he loved her and loved his family, his children. I feel sad that my teenagers had to go through some of the most difficult times in their lives awkward teenage years without their father they have their mother yes but especially my son like he has missed things and milestones that he would have shared with his dad and and things they would have done together um things that can that, that can never be replaced and my father stepped in and he was like, come on, son, you can do this. this. You go on a weekend, make you some money, spend time with your grandpa, da, da, da. But my son hasn't done that because he went a couple of times, but he wants his dad. And it kind of makes him sadder that he don't have him. So I tell everyone, love everyone who loves you. Love them with all of your heart. Let them know how much you love them. Care for them. And if they're not loving you the way you should be loved. If they're not there for you as a partner. There for your children as a parent the way they need to be. Not the way you feel they should be, but the way they need to be. You have to make some hard and tough choices and decisions in your life. There's My mama used to say this all the time. Give me my roses while I'm here. Don't wait until I'm dead and gone. And I tell that to everyone. Do that to all the people in your life. Love them. Let them know they're loved and appreciated. And it's small things you can do. It don't take a lot of money. You can text someone, good morning, I love you. Thank you for being in my life. Have a great day. Simple as that. I don't care if you send that same text to 30 people in your life that you needed. Sometimes people just need to hear it. 
I sent a message like that to my uncle, and he, thank you, baby, I love you too. He was so happy to get it. You know, we assume people know how much we love them a lot of times, but it's good to hear all the time. And on that note, I'm going to end this podcast and say I love you guys. Thank you for listening. My nose is stuffy because I have the old lady temperature control syndrome. And I have to have a fan on, a heater on, and the heater kicked off. But my fan was still on low and it's blowing in my face. And it made my nose all stuffy. And I am congested. And I love you. Thank you for listening. I wish you peace, love, happiness, financial blessings, and joy in your life every day. Until we speak again, I am Jade for Jade's Voice, and I'll talk at you later.